Hey, I'm Karen. And together with my husband, I spent 13 years learning and building our small farm through lots of trial and error, successes and failures. I went back to school to get my degree in horticulture to help our farm business. And now I want to pass all that knowledge on to you. Because I firmly believe that self-reliance is empowering and that everyone, whether you've got a five acre plot in the country, a half acre lot in suburbia, or a windowless room in a downtown apartment, should just grow something. Hey friends, and welcome to this Friday edition of the Just Grow Something podcast. And it may sound a little bit different today, mostly because I am recording this in my truck. Uh, and that might happen a lot throughout this podcast. Um, being a farmer full-time, I am often in my truck running around getting supplies or making deliveries or going to farmer's markets. And a lot of the time I have these conversations with myself and <laughs> that's part of the reason for this podcast. I want to share those conversations with somebody else besides the interior of my truck or my plants or my pigs or my chickens. So today I'm thinking about the reasons why somebody should grow their own garden or have their own herbs in their windowsill um, or you know have pots on their back porch whatever and and I wanted to share that with you because a lot of the time people are like well yeah you know I could grow uh, a pot of whatever uh, but why why should I other than the fact that it's very therapeutic and we will totally get into that point somewhere down the road um, but besides that reason why why should you grow your own food. One of the main things that I take into consideration when talking with people about what they should grow in their garden is nutrition. Your food, your fresh food, is always more nutritious the closer it is consumed to its source. Let me say that again. The food that you eat has a higher nutritional value the closer it is consumed to where it was grown. So if you're picking lettuce out of your windowsill garden or you're picking a tomato off of your back porch and you are having it that night for dinner or for your lunch or whatever, it is always going to contain more nutrients than anything you could possibly get at the grocery store. And there's very good reason for that. The longer something has been away from its source point, the faster it begins to lose the nutrients. There were studies that have shown that, you know, specifically with things like B vitamins um, in, say, spinach, for example. Spinach can lose about 30% of its folate, which is one of the B vitamins, um, within seven days of being refrigerated. Now that's not seven days in your refrigerator, that is seven days refrigerated. So think about its journey from the spinach farm in California where it was grown, being cut and, and brought into a packing shed to be hydro-cooled, now we're refrigerating it, right? You're, immediately you're, you're taking the, the field heat out of that so it can be better preserved, which is perfect, that's what you have to do. But then it's being packaged and it's being shipped. It's refrigerated along that journey in order to keep it fresh. Because let's be honest, if you didn't refrigerate it, it would go 
ugh, very quickly. Um, but then it gets to its hub where it then gets distributed to the individual grocery stores. So depending on how far you are from that farm is going to determine how long that vegetable has been in its package before it gets to your store. And then you have no way of knowing how long it's been on the shelf at your store before you take it home. And then there's that Best Buy date on there. So if it was picked on March 1st and it has taken four days to get to the grocery store shelf and it has a Best Buy date on it of say March 15th. Uh, so you've picked it up, even if you get it the day that it gets to the store, are you gonna eat all of that within the first three days? Uh, even if you do, it's already lost 30% of its nutrient value, right? Broccoli and other brassicas are even worse. Um, there's all kinds of reasons why you should be growing your own stuff. So another reason to grow your own food, even if it's just a little bit of something, is that you have complete control over what goes into and on that food. So if you look annually at the uh, Environmental Working Group's list, uh, they call it the Dirty Dozen. It's their list of the top 12 produce items that have the highest amounts of pesticide residue left on them after being washed. And any of those things are things that you and your family consume frequently. Again, spinach, as an example, is on that list. Broccoli is on that list. Usually strawberries are at the top of that list. Um, any of those things, and you're concerned about consuming any levels of those pesticides, then grow it yourself. You can choose how to protect your crop from uh, pests and from you know diseases and such. Um, and you can choose not to use those types of chemicals or choose ones that you feel safe consuming. Um, if you're more comfortable with it, if you're not you know a proponent of organics, but you still are concerned about the level of pesticide use, whether it's from you know a health concern, a safety concern, or even if it's a, a concern for the amount of chemicals that are actually being put into the soil, you can control that when you're growing your own. Now, the third reason that I think it's important for somebody to grow their own stuff is it really does give you a sense of empowerment to be able to look on your plate and see even just one thing that you have grown yourself. There is an innate desire inside people to, you know, provide for ourselves and provide for our families and our loved ones. It's, it's, it's just what we do. Um, and when you're buying all of your food from someplace else, it's all being produced by somebody else, you sort of lose a little bit of that sense of, I am providing for my family. I am supporting myself. Um, even though, you know, you are because monetarily you had to earn that money somehow. You had to be able to go to the store and pick up that stuff. And so you are still providing for your family. But, you know, growing a tomato or growing a cucumber and slicing that cucumber up and throwing it on your plate or slicing it up and, and making a dip and giving it to your kids for them to enjoy, there is something 
very satisfying about that and there is something that just kind of deep inside you goes yes I I did that I am providing for my family and I, I think that's even more important when you look in terms of you know where we live and if you are somebody who lives in the city and you don't have access to a huge garden and you don't have access to a community garden plot um, and you don't have a, even a balcony that's got enough sun to be able to do something on you still can grow something of your own in your kitchen under a little you know cheapy grow light even if it's just a little container of greens or a little container of some sort of an herb that you enjoy or maybe some mint that you want to throw in your water anything any little one thing is going to give you that sense of yes I accomplished this I did this and it it, it just speaks to the rest of your day to go yeah I did that look at me look at me go <laughs> look at me grow so what happens if you can't grow something yourself? What if it just, you don't have the time, you don't have the energy, you don't have the space, whatever the reason is behind why you cannot grow your own stuff, then what do you do? How can you preserve the nutrient value of what it is that you are eating? Because look, let's be honest, if you're eating vegetables instead of a bag of potato chips, you are already one step ahead. I don't care whether it came from a bag of frozen stuff or if it came fresh or whatever. You're still doing better, so kudos, good for you, seriously. But if you want more out of that and you are concerned about making sure that you are getting the most bang for your buck when it comes to your produce consumption, then start with the farmer's market. Start with a, a local farm. Start with a local CSA or Community Supported Agriculture. It's a type of sort of a subscription box. Not one that's being shipped halfway across the country. You know, one that is coming from around the corner. In, in some areas, like here we are in West Central Missouri, um, not all the farmer's markets are year-round. It's difficult to grow year-round. You really need a commitment from you know, your farmers, it's getting more common. You know, um, there's a lot more of us that are using season extension tools to be able to grow at least leafy greens. Um, you know, we're growing things that do hold well and hold their nutritional value well into the winter. Um, so it is possible to get a lot of this stuff year round. But, you know, if you can at least shop at the peak of the season, you are going to get the most bang for your buck, not only when it comes to, you know, how fresh the produce is and the abundance of it, because if you're eating with the seasons, there's going to be more of that produce available during the season. And it's going to be much less expensive, especially, say, buying strawberries in the middle of the summer than it is going to the grocery store in January and having, you know, buying strawberries that have to be imported from another country where it's warm enough to grow those right now. So you get more bang for your buck that way. But then also, you are preserving more of the nutrition that is in that item because in most instances, if you're going to a farmer's market, they have picked that the day before, you know, or sometimes even the morning of. Um, and so it's, again, closer to where it was grown, therefore is increasing the level of, of nutrition versus getting something that has been shipped in. So... Again, super important if you're trying to 
you know, retain as much nutritional value as possible. Um, and I mean, honestly, it's just going to taste better. I can't tell you the number of people who have bought a head of broccoli from us at the farm stand when it's in season in, you know, the early summer, late spring, early summer, and have come back the next week and gone, that was the best tasting broccoli I've ever had. I've never had broccoli out of the store that has tasted like that. Do you put sugar in your soil? What are you doing? <laughs> and uh, people have asked me that. Um, and yeah, it, it does. It absolutely makes a difference. Spinach, again, I keep going back to spinach, but I've got spinach on the brain this year for some reason. Um, you know, eating spinach out of the clamshell from the grocery store, it's fine. It's, you know, it's, it's better than nothing. Again, it's better than the potato chips. But getting it fresh from the farm in your CSA box or getting it from the farm stand, the, the flavor profile is so significantly different. And there are a lot of scientific reasons behind that. The same reason behind why plants and fruits and vegetables lose their nutritive value the longer they've been off of the plant is the same reason why the taste begins to change. You know, the reason we taste something is from those chemical flavor compounds that are existing within the plant. Those compounds aren't there for us to think, you know, for the plant to make us like them. You know, there's reasons behind those compounds that are important to the plant. It just so happens that we like the flavor of them. Um, And, you know, or the sharpness or the bitterness or whatever it might be, the longer the plant is off the vine, the longer it's off the tree, the more of those chemicals are dissipating, are breaking down, and are no longer present in the plant. And so it tastes, it, it changes the flavor profile, it changes the texture, and, uh, and makes it totally different than, uh, than what it was when it first came out of the field. So just a quick little rundown today on reasons behind why you should grow your own stuff and if you can't why you should get it as close to where it was grown as possible not only good for your budget also good for your health I really appreciate you taking the time to listen today Um, as always this is the just grow something podcast if you want more information about what we do if you want to see the show notes and that sort of thing you can head on over to the website it's just grow something podcast Dot com, and I will talk to you again next time. You just finished another episode of the Just Grow Something podcast. I hope that listening to these episodes is really helping you understand more about how to grow and preserve your own food and growing an awareness of food issues around the world. No matter where you live or what you have, you can absolutely grow something.